honored to be behind this pulpit. And I hope God, my prayer today is that God will, uh, will speak to you. Uh, so uh, I would ask you just to open your hearts and your minds and uh, allow God to speak to you today in our, our uh, week two of uh, our new series called Shift. Uh, we're going to be talking about something that I love uh, very much, and uh, I pray that it will inspire you today. Uh, let's uh, also be, you know, like Jeremy said, be praying for Pastor Josh as he's healing up from some stuff. And, uh, and man, this week we're going to be moving. We're going to be doing some amazing things. Uh, camp is coming up, uh, youth camp. And uh, if you have a teenager that maybe didn't get signed up or uh, you, you want more information, uh, it's, it's crunch time. But please come and see me. We'll see what we can do. Uh, to, we want everyone to be able to experience camp. Camp is powerful. Also, tonight we are uh, hype night. Our teenagers, we're going to have uh, move, move these chairs out because we're going to be loading them up. Amen. And we're going to be grilling out. We have Kona ice coming out, uh, free Kona ice that's on the house uh, just to celebrate uh, summer and, uh, and you guys getting out of school. Who's out of school for the summer? Amen. Praise God. We're excited about that. If you have your Bibles, open them up to uh, Psalm 34. We're going to read from Psalm 34 uh, today. We're going to pick it up in verse 4. 34, verse 4. And it's up on the screen if you don't have your Bibles. It says, I sought the Lord, and he answered me. We could just stop there, because when we seek the Lord, he answers. Amen? When we seek the Lord, God answers. It says, I sought the Lord, and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. Their faces are never covered with shame. Last week, God really spoke to me about this, and uh, if you're here last week, we during the you know the transition, my my pre-sermon sermon, sermon uh, <laughs> right before the offering, I really felt like God, and through this week, God's really been speaking to me about shame, and and uh, I just feel like an anointing on this because look, God says the word says that those who seek the Lord, their faces are never covered with shame, and. We, we live in a world, and this isn't even part of my message, but I just feel anointed on this right now. Uh, if, if you're walking in shame because of whatever issue or whatever failure or whatever you've been through or walking through, if you're walking in shame, can I tell you, that is not of God. That, that shame, the enemy wants to put shame on us. God wants to take us out of our shame because the enemy wants to, us to stay in our shame so we stay uh, where, he, he, where God can't use us. Because if we're, if we're living in shame, we're going to hide from from our calling. If we're living in shame, we want to we want to stay in the dark places, right? We don't want people to see us. If we're if we're living in shame, we want to hide from things. But see, God says, He says, I will never, they will never let shame. It says their faces will never be covered with shame. Just remember that. God, shame is not from God. See, Jesus took our shame on the cross. Amen. Amen. God took our shame. The devil tries to shame us. Their faces are never covered with shame. We have a redemptive God, a God that restores and 
and brings us to a new place. The poor man called, and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, and he delivers them. And our key scripture for today, taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Can we pray one more time? God, we love you. God, I pray that you would speak to us this morning, Father God, that, that our hearts would be open to what you would have to say to us, God, that your Holy Spirit would begin to restore and, and speak to us today, God. We love you so much. God, we just invite you into this place. Fill this place with your spirit, God. Fill it with your anointing, Father God. And I pray right now, Father God, that I would not stand in, in the way of what you want to do, Father God. Speak through me. Speak to us today, Father God. Let us be changed and challenged today by your word. In your holy name we all say, amen, amen. Taste and see. Taste and see. What does that really mean, to taste and see? I like, I praise God I have taste buds because I like food. I like to taste tasty things. But taste and see is not like God's a, a chocolate pie but I do love some chocolate pie. Uh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Really what they're saying is, is experience the goodness of God. Taste and see to have an experience with God. I feel like there's too many Christians in the world, too many people in the world that, that haven't quite really tasted or, or experienced God like they should. God, God is, he wants us to experience him. He doesn't hide himself from us. He actually has given his revelation to us. And, and, and he's asking us, he's inviting us to taste and see, to, to, to experience what it's like to be in his goodness, to experience God's goodness in our lives. And I believe that there's a couple of things, and we're going to get into some practical things today too, but there's a couple of ways we experience God. One, worship. We just worship God. It was good. The bands, our band is uh, amazing. We're blessed. I love when, uh, when Drew comes and plays with us because I just love Drew, uh, seeing him grow up, and he came through my youth ministry, and, and seeing uh, my, my youth uh, grow up and it's just, it blesses me. I love it. We have, to worship God is one way. To be in the presence of God is one way to, to experience God. That's part of experiencing God. Another way is to pray. We, we, you know, God, Jesus tell, tells his disciples to pray. The Bible talks a lot about prayer. He even shows us how to pray in the Gospels. And, and God wants us to pray, to communicate with him, uh, to have a dialogue, not, not a monologue. A lot of people just uh, think their prayer is them saying, you know, them just complaining to God. No, God wants us to, to, to I, my, my acronym for pray, uh, prayer is pray. Praise, repent, ask, and yield. That's, uh, that's my, my thing because I need, uh, I, my mind isn't organized and I'm scattered. And, and so like, I got to go, okay, I'm going to praise. Okay, I'm going to repent. Okay, I'm going to ask. 
and then it'll be healed. Or I'll get distracted, and then something else will happen. Some shiny will go by, and, and I'll, I'll be distracted. But uh, just stay on track. So there you go. Uh, pray. To experience God, first we need, we, well, one thing we need to worship, we need to pray. And the third we're going to talk about today is the Word of God. The Word of God is 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 important to experience God, to, to taste and see God, to taste the goodness of God, I believe that we need to be in the Word of God. The Word of God is so important, and a lot of times I feel that it can be daunting as a new Christian. You can look at this, this, this book, and, and you're like, where do I even start? You know, like, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big book with a lot of little letters and words, and, and stories, and some of them are strange. Come on, there's some strange stuff in the Bible, especially the Old Testament. There's some really long names, Methuselah. There's some other crazy people. There's, uh, there's you know, but the Word of God is amazing. It's, it's actually the best-selling book of all time. Every year, it, it's, it, it trumps all the best-selling uh uh, lists of books. It, it's a book that it's a love story. It, it's a, it has war. It has it has everything that you want in it. And oftentimes we we neglect we ne- neglect it. I mean, just to be honest with you, but to taste and see that God is good. Man, we have to have the Word of God in our lives if we really truly want to experience the fullness of what God has for us. We need the Word of God in our lives. We need the Word of God in our lives. I love bread. You know, I know you're like, did you not eat breakfast this morning? I didn't. But uh, I love bread. Um, King's Hawaiian bread is like one of my faves. Anybody else? Yeah, come on now. Can I get a witness? King's Hawaiian's bread is, is amazing. Um, I love all kinds of bread. I love bagels. Um, I love going to Bagel Meister and getting a good bagel, some cream cheese on it. Uh, uh, I like I like locks, which a lot of people it's, it's smoked salmon. Uh, it's a it's a northern thing. I'm from Atlanta, from the south, but uh, I don't know. I really like a bagel with some locks on it with some cream cheese. Uh, Rihanna makes these uh, these. Oh Rihanna, when she makes pot roast, she makes these dinner rolls. Uh, and heats them up and then covers them with butter, and um, I could eat all of them. I like, I love garlic bread, come on, that Texas toast garlic bread, come on. I like, I like to take the, 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 the soft part out and just kind of like scoop that out, and then it's just kind of like a, a bread bowl. I can put, you know, I, it, I use it as a vehicle to get the spaghetti to my mouth. Like, I put the spaghetti in the, try it, it's amazing. Um, I love bread. That's why I got excited when Jesus said, I am the bread of life. I was like, you validated my love for bread. I was like, there's scriptural, scriptural proof, all these low carbs. I'm like, I'm high carb because I love Jesus because he's the bread of life. See, Jesus said he's the bread of life. And then if you back up into uh, John 1, the first chapter of John uh, verse 1, it says, In the beginning he was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and he was with God in the beginning, and through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In, his, in him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind, and that light shines in the darkness, and darkness has not overcome it. 
There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He is, came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. And he, he himself was not the light, only come to witness the light. The true light that gives to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testified concerning him. He cried out, saying, This is the one I spoke about when I said, He who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. Out of his fullness we have received grace in the place of grace already given for the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth come from Jesus Christ. Come on, grace and truth. Grace and truth come through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the only one, but the one and only Son, who is himself God, and his closest relationship with the Father has been named. See, Jesus is the bread of life. We need sustenance to survive. We need to eat physically, we need to eat to survive. If we were to quit eating and only drinking water, that's called fasting. And we should, we should practice that. But I, can I just be honest? I can only confess, I'm a terrible faster. Like, I'm just to be honest with you. I don't like doing it. I know, I know Jesus tells us to fast. And God's actually convicted me about this. And, and, uh, and we'll go into that. We, we need to talk about fasting another time. But... Uh, <laughs> But fasting is good. It teaches us to say no and, uh, and deny ourselves. And, if we're, and the Bible says if we're to come after Christ, we're to deny ourselves. But if we were to stop eating bread, stop eating food, and only fasting for uh, a certain amount of time, eventually we're going to die We're just because we're not getting the nutrition we need into our bodies. And, and, and our spiritual lives are, is pretty much the same. But oftentimes, uh, as, as, as Christians live, we, we want to, to, you know, pray and worship because we like that. It gives us a good feeling. We're with our friends. We're worshiping God. We're, we're praying. When we're in trouble, we like to pray, God help, you know. But the Word of God sometimes is just tough to get into for various reasons. But I'm telling you, the Word of God is the sustenance that gives our spiritual lives, life. Eventually, if we deny ourselves the word of God, we're going to spiritually weaken. We're going to get weak. When I fast and I deny myself nutrition or bread or, or food, I, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm, I'm weaker. Because my, my, my body is not, it doesn't have the nu- nutrition that it needs. And, and my body says, sleep. My body says sleep a lot anyways, but when I'm not eating, it really says sleep. Uh, I love to nap, but when, when, I, when I'll give you the key to, to fasting, too. Sleep in. <laughs> I'm just kidding. 
sleep as long as you can, and then get up and pray. And that makes the fast shorter. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but for real. Um, but we need the word of God to, to, to sustain our spiritual fervor, to, to taste and see the fullness of God's goodness. We need the word of God in our life. We need the word of God in our life. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Who, whoever eats of me will never go hungry. See, we need the bread of life, the, the word of God. It says that Jesus is the word, and he brought the word of God to life. See, Jesus came from heaven. He, he, left, of, he left all the splendor of heaven to be born of meager beginnings and to not just tell us how to do it, but to show us. See, God, he, he wasn't this, this God that, that says, you need to do this, this, and this. See, so many people think the, the Bible is just a bunch of rules of do's and don'ts and do this, don't do that, thou shalt not do this, but thou shalt do this. And there are some of that and, 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 and context. But God says, no, look, I'm going to come down and I'm going to show you. Bella had a soccer coach one time, and this soccer coach, it was a really long season. He, um, and I'm not trying to make fun of the man or anything like that. Please hear my heart. Um, God bless him. He was a terrible coach, but uh, he's just a terrible person. I pray for him. God, yeah, bless him. But he, uh, he was a very, very large man, and, um, and he would always yell at the kids, you know, just yelling stuff at them. And, you know, do this, do that, and, and um, but then he couldn't quite show him how to do it, just because he was physically unable to do it, and um, and it used to drive me crazy because the kids would get confused, and he's just yelling. See, we don't have a God like that. We have a God that says, "I'm not just going to tell you how to do something. I'm going to come to the earth and show you how to do it." See, the the Bible is is full uh, of of God just showing us how to live, to live a life to the fullness, to, to give us life. See, God wants to not just tell you, you can't do that, you can do this, but he wants to show you how to live. He, he brought the scriptures to life so we could have life in it. I want to talk about, just real quick, two misconceptions about the Bible. A lot of people think they can't, can't read the Bible. I can't read the Bible. I can't understand it. Uh, there's so many large words. And um, when I was first saved, I, I got saved when I was 16. And um, I grew up with a learning disability. And uh, I wasn't a, a very strong reader at all. Um, but I remember the first time I opened the Bible. And I'll never forget it. Because I, I've always struggled with, with confidence in my intelligence because growing up I was always told you have a learning disability you can't do that you can't do this and uh, I remember the first time man uh, Pastor Lance like you need to read the Bible and, and uh, we were uh, going through this thing called power source and we had to read the Bible as part of the program discipleship program we we're doing and uh, I opened the word of God and I was you know I, I didn't know really where to start but this story looked cool it was about a dude named uh, Isaac uh, going to be sacrificed and, um, and man and, and I began to read the story about how Isaac's dad put him on the altar and, and, and was about to sacrifice him and God stopped him and was like no don't and just the 
it, it just it blew me away to understand God's goodness in that and, and just the revelation of that. And uh, I want to encourage you. I don't know if you feel intimidated by the Bible and the, the large words. Look, I still, honestly, some of those names in there, I just make something up and just go with it. Just call them whatever you want. Mr. B, you know. Mo, you know. Just make something up. But the, the thing is, you can, you can read the Bible. It, it, and God doesn't just tell you. I mean, you, you, can, you can do this. You can do this. I don't want you to be intimidated by the Bible. If I can read the Bible, you can read the Bible. Look, if I can do it, you can do it. Um, I want to encourage you. Don't let yourself, don't let the enemy tell you that you can't read the Bible and understand it. The second misconception, I can't understand the Bible. I can't quite understand. There's a lot of uh, things in the Bible. There, you know, I went through seminary and um, took a lot of biblical classes and stuff. And, and I love the, the historical context of the scriptures. And I just, I'm a sucker for that. I love the word. I love learning about the word. I love learning the stories behind the stories, what's really going on, and, um, and all that's great, all that's great, but you don't have to be a biblical scholar, you don't have to be C.S. Lewis to understand the Bible, you just don't, um, the, the, our, you know, God gives us this thing called the Holy Spirit, I don't know if you've heard of him, he's a pretty cool guy, um, but the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit gives us and speaks to us and gives us revelation through the, the power and the work of the Holy Spirit. God just wants us to begin to open it up and begin to read. Look, if you don't understand something, that's great. That's okay. Write it down. Write down the questions. If you have questions like, I don't quite understand this, man, that's good. Write them down. Let's talk about them. You know, email me. Uh, let's get at it. I love, I love discussing, you know, the biblical truths and, and difficult stories to understand because a lot of it does have to, uh, what, you know, it's, to understand, especially the letters, it was written by uh, a person inspired by the Holy Spirit to a certain group of people. And so, uh, man, you can understand the Bible. You can, you can read the Bible. You can understand it. I just want to encourage you today but uh, that, that, man, the Word of God is important to your life. If you're going to live this, this life in Christianity, man, read the Bible. Read the Bible, and uh, it'll impact your life. Real quick, um, today's going to be just, I, I just want to be just kind of uh, practical today. Um, but I want to give you a, a way to, a uh, reading strategy that we do in youth uh, for, for reading the Bible. It's called SOAP, uh, and it means Scripture, Observations, Application, prayer. And this is what we do in our, in our, our breakfast club. Uh, uh, every other uh, Sunday morning, we have a breakfast club, and we meet up there. Um, we're going to be in a new building next week, so um, next week is actually breakfast club, and we eat breakfast, and, and this is kind of what we do. We, we pick a, a block of scripture, we read it as a group, uh, and then we begin to talk about what we observe in the, in the scriptures. What do we see here? What's happening? Well, who are the, the characters? What's going on in this block of Scripture? And I want to encourage you, man, begin to open your word and begin to, to read the stories, start in the Gospels, start in the, the, uh, the epistles, uh, you know, start somewhere. 
and begin to read and, and pick scriptures out and, and begin to just open, you know, I like to write stuff down. You can use your, your phone, but write down what's going on. Begin to, what do you observe in this? And then, and then how does that apply to my life? What I'm observing in the, in the scriptures, what I'm seeing happen, what, what Jesus is doing, is he loving people? How is he loving people? Is he, is he forgiving people? How is he forgiving people? And then taking that and applying that to life. How can I take this principle and apply it to my life? I once heard a, 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 a he wasn't atheist, but he was, he was a skeptic. And he said this, he said, it, it spoke to me, he goes, he goes, even the biggest skeptics, if they just take the principles of the Bible and apply them in life to their life, it'll work. And it's so true. Like, the principles of the Bible just work. They just do. And uh, because, you know what? Because God wrote them and gave them to us. And, uh, yeah. and uh, so a, a quick strategy I want to give you. Uh, scripture. Man, pick out a scripture. Begin to read it. And, and as you're reading it, write down what you what you what you observe what's going on and then go to application how can i apply that to my life and then you begin to pray and pray that god will show you how to or help you apply that to your life the bible has a lot of books has a lot of different genres of writing there's narrative there's there's uh poetry there's historical books but really from the beginning to the end, there's one main theme. And as the band comes, uh, I want to kind of end with this. And today's a little bit different than how I normally preach and stuff, but I pray that this really speaks to you because I want to end with the one central message of the Bible. Because although the book or the Bible was written um, really from beginning to the end, it, it took about 1,500 years uh, from Egypt until Revelation. Uh, you know, many different authors uh, inspired by the Holy Spirit wrote it. What's amazing, though, there's one main theme. One main theme. And that is that there's a God... There's a loving God that created us and wants us to know him and desires a relationship with him. That's the main theme of the Bible, that we have a loving God that, that loves us so much that he wants to reveal himself to us and have a relationship with us. Man, God wants you. He wants to know you. He wants you to know him today. And, and I mean, if there's nothing else you get today, I want you to understand that, that, man, as a Christian, we have to begin to open the word of God. We have to begin to, to just begin to read, start somewhere. Because in this book, there's a loving God. There's a God that loves us so much that he wants to reveal himself to us. Not only does he want us to reveal himself to us, he wants a relationship with us. He wants to, to love us and, and, and begin to, to take us into new places. He wants us to taste and see that he is good. 
He wants us to taste and see his goodness in our life. A loving God that loves us so much. He's not willing just to leave us where we are. He's not just a God that created us and, and, and put us on this big pile of earth and spun us and said, have at it. No, he's a loving God that, that says, look, I want a relationship with you. I want to know you. I want to know you. How do we know God? How do we experience God? Through worship, through prayer, and through the Word of God. God reveals himself through, through his Word. The bread of life. Man, every time Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, you find this in the Gospels, that after Jesus was baptized and and the Holy Spirit descended on him like a dove. It says that he was led out into the, the wilderness, and, and then Satan came and began to tempt him, and, and Jesus was, was fasting, and, and, and the enemy said, look, you can make the, these stones bread if you're truly the Son of God. And Jesus responds, it's written that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word of God. And then Satan came back and tried to tempt him with something else, and he said, it is written. And the third time he came back and said, it is written. See, every time the enemy came to, to Jesus to tempt him, he said, it is written. It is written. It is written in, in the Word. We need the Word of God in us, and we need to begin to read it and study it and apply it to our life. So the enemy's going to come to you and, and say, I well, want you to do this. And you're going to say, it is written, because I have a loving God. I have a loving God. There's stories of hope. There's stories that give you life in here uh, and will strengthen you. In Romans 10, it says that, that, hearing the word of God. It says faith comes by hearing the word of God and reading the word of God. If you struggle and you have questions and doubt, man, I'm going to encourage you to get in the word of God. If you're struggling, man, begin to worship, begin to pray, and begin to open the word of God. One thing me and Brandon um, started months ago now, we started uh, just spending just a quick every morning just a quick devotion with the Word of God in, in the morning. And look, I was reading the Bible, and I was, I was doing, doing that, and I was studying, and I was even going to schools, writing papers about, about Ephesus and, and all these, you know, I know the Word of God. But, man, it began to change our marriage. And when we just began to, to just pray and, and share the Word of God with each other, in the morning, man, God began to, to do a powerful work. And I'm telling you, there's power in the Word of God. There's power in the Scriptures. We just need to open them up. They're so, they're so accessible to us, too. Like, it's on our phones, right? Um, and the, the Bible app, it'll even read it, too. You don't even really have to read it. <laughs> Come on now. We can go down the, driving down the street, we can listen to the Word of God and strengthen our faith. I think one thing, though, about it is, is oftentimes the Bible kind of confronts us of where we are spiritually, and it's kind of hard because we, we don't, it's like, 
Yeah, that is where I'm at. Because once we realize that, we have to change, right? The Word of God will change us. Uh, so, man, we have a loving God. And He reveals us to reveals Himself to us through His Word. I want to pray with you as we close. And I want to just pray that God will encourage you and, and change you through His Word. And look, I want to encourage you if just start somewhere. Just start somewhere. If you're not spending any time in the Word of God, I want to encourage you, begin to just open it up, even if it's five, ten minutes a day. It doesn't have to be two, three hours. It doesn't have to be an hour. Start somewhere. Start somewhere. Begin to open up the Word of God and begin to let the Holy Spirit speak to you and strengthen you. Because we want to taste and see that God is good, right? Come on, bow your heads, close your eyes. God, we love you. We thank you. God, I thank you for who you are, God. And God, you are all-powerful, God. You're everything we need, Father God. God, I just thank you so much for your word. God, I thank you that we have the ability, God, and, and in America especially, God, we have Bibles everywhere. There's a Bible in every hotel room. There's a Bible pretty much in every home, on our phones, God. There, there's a Bible. Your Word is everywhere, God, and it's so easily accessible. In many parts of the world, people get killed over having a Bible. Many parts of the world, people lose their life and over centuries God people have lost their life trying to get us the Bible and here it is God we have your word Lord I pray that we would begin to open it up and begin to see your goodness God that we would begin to experience the fullness of you in our lives God God, we love you so much.